Welcome back to Emotionally Stable. I am your host, Jojo Nieves, and I thank you so much for pressing play. I'm so happy to be back after a while. Today's episode is called Emotional Stability in the Workplace. I feel that it's been a long time coming for me, this episode, just because I've grown and sifted through a lot of things that would happen to me continuously. So I am a person that functions on high anxiety. (laughs) I am completely functional when I am anxious or when there is a deadline. I am not the person to freeze when that happens. I can completely function on that adrenaline. And I feel that sometimes in the area that I'm in, in finance, that there can be things that overwhelm us because we always have somebody requesting something from us. And I'm pretty sure this can translate into any job in corporate America, any job that's not, you know, tailored or handled by yourself. When you are under someone or you are somebody subordinate, there is always a requirement. There's always something that they need from you. Hence, that's what a job is. That's that's what happens. Sometimes these tasks, though, can get really overwhelming, and that's what I want to talk about today. The first thing I want to talk about when it comes to emotional stability in the workplace is being able to set boundaries, and to set boundaries not only for your coworkers or for people above you, but set boundaries for yourself. Sometimes it is so hard for us to just say what we want or ask for what we need. We feel that it would be wrong of us. We feel that we were, we're going to be looked at different or there's going to be a target on us because we say what we feel or we ask for what we need. And I'm here to tell you that sometimes that's true. Sometimes then they're like, oh, she's problematic or she is not as easygoing. She is not what we call in Spanish a monkey with, with seven booties. I know that doesn't make sense, but what that means is that you're not this little dead fly. You're not this person that they can just stick anywhere they want, you know, that they'll put you here and you'll do that there and that's it. You are someone who is ready to ask for what you want and for what you need. One of the boundaries that I set for myself is that I don't look at emails or respond to emails right, right away. I understand that some emails are urgent, some of them are categorized as urgent, but I don't do that to myself. I don't go ahead and try and answer to everyone when everybody needs it because there's different people that need different things that are going to sidetrack me from maybe my biggest task of the day or things that I've already put on my to-do list, things that I know that I have to work on, things that maybe are more urgent than answering someone's email, than answering someone's email That could have been a message on, like, I don't know if you guys have messaging systems in your corporate jobs, but we do. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, that Zoom meeting could have been an email. Or sometimes the email could have been a jabber, could have been a message in my messenger, in my teams, in my Microsoft teams. You did not need to write me a whole email in regards to that. But we have to learn patience, and we have to learn other people's 
work styles. And this is something else that I've had to be very patient with, with a lot of other people. It causes frustration when you don't understand somebody's work style. You don't understand how they function. I've had I've had many encounters as to where there are people that love to micromanage. There are people that are lazy. There are people that will do the bare minimum. There are people that love to put their work onto you. They'll ask you a question or they'll ask you about a task and you will literally do their job for them. And we have to be able to set boundaries with those people as well, but also understand and know their work styles, not let their work styles affect our work styles and not let it affect our emotional states. I know that sometimes I'm in a bad mood the whole day just because of one email in the morning. I let one person, one issue ruin my whole day. And the only way that I get out of that funk is if I usually work with music, but something that's worked for me is I get up, I put on a song that I love, I listen to it and I come back with a better attitude. There are some times that I forget about that because I wanna be in a funk, I wanna be mad. (laughs) But this is not what emotional stability is about. It is about learning how to cope and learning how to sift through your own emotions. Learning that they're not perfect, you're not perfect, and we need to learn patience and tolerance. Sometimes we don't wanna do that. We don't wanna work with people. And I'm on a journey to leave corporate America because as we know, in corporate America, you're a number. You're just another person. You're not valued. You're not, it's not ingrained. I can't, I can't complain about my workplace in a sense because it's not, it doesn't come down from the higher person to be appreciative or to show or bestow appreciation upon, upon the employees. So I can't, require that from my immediate hierarchy, if that makes any sense. It has to be embedded in the culture for you to be appreciated. If it's not embedded in the culture, you don't feel it. It doesn't come about. So if it's embedded in the culture that you stand up for your employees, that you support them, that you, you know, that you stand in the gap for them, then that is something that is going to be filtered filtered throughout the whole organization. But when that's something that's not even that not even the CEO is worried about, your immediate supervisors are not going to be worried about that. And even if it's something that the CEO does um, talk about and is very enthusiastic about, you can't expect it from different people. You can't expect appreciation from them. You can't expect for them to be as enthusiastic or as thankful for your work as maybe somebody who is making a lot more money off of you than, you know, a supervisor or a peer. So just keep in mind that you have to set boundaries and that no person, no email, no thing should be able to disrupt your emotional state. Why I'm saying that is because our peace comes from within. The way that we stay stabilized throughout life or where we can maintain this thing is like, my brother once told me this and it has stuck with me. You go into every situation with a poker face or you go into every situation neutral. It doesn't bother you and it doesn't excite you. It's not woohoo and it's not dun dun dun. So (laughs) you go into every situation neutral. 
and you don't let the situations phase you. For me, for example, I can tell you sometimes they're being very adamant about this is important. This needs to go out. This needs to be paid. This needs to be da da da. And I have a thousand things that I have to do, plus you over here nagging about things that I have to do. And sometimes I have to be like, okay, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to resolve this. But at the same time, there are times where it's like, no, what I'm doing is more important. This can wait. My thing is, is anybody dying? Is somebody going to die from this? Is somebody going to gonna lose a lot of money from this? Is somebody going to lose business? If, if those, if to any of those, if the answer is no, then I am not concerned. So part number three is understanding the people you work with. So understanding the emotions of others is not necessarily the key, but getting to know them and why they are. Because sometimes we're like, well, that person is rude or that person is this or that person is that. And I have to go back into myself and think, well, maybe this person has a lot on their plate. Maybe this person is just as overwhelmed as I am. Maybe this person is doing as, you know, a lot and I don't understand it. And when I go through those things, when I think about those things and process those things, I'm like, okay, I can give this person a little bit of grace. I can give this person a little bit of time. I can be patient with this person because nothing that somebody else on the outside phases me. And I'm telling you this, and this is not easy. What I'm telling you to do, I understand is not easy, but the only way to get through these things, to get through life, to, for, for work, not to be this thing where it's like, oh my God, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. When I'm in this mental state of like, I don't want to do this. I hate this job. Right now, my corporate job is my main sustenance. So I need to find ways to cope with it. And I have. So like I said, I created boundaries around my emails. So sometimes I will look at my emails in the morning, decide what is important, make sure that's done. And then the rest is after everything that I have to do. You know, after I run reports, after I process invoices, etc. Like I said, I'm in finance. So it's a lot of little things. And once you set the boundaries and you understand the people that you're working with, you can be like, eh, and, and let it kind of slide off of you. My mom always told me, you know, bathe yourself in butter. You know, let things just slide off. If it can't be done, if it was done wrong, if it has to be corrected, that's going to take time. It's going to take patience. Errors, mistakes are going to happen. You're human. Errors and mistakes from other people are going to happen. They're human. It's just learning to not let it be like this fire. Sometimes things go wrong and the whole world is falling apart. And we have to be people that are emotionally stable, that can take control of themselves, take control of their emotions and say, you know what? That was a bad email because... They told me I did X, Y, Z wrong. Or, or I can say, well, I need to be more vigilant in what I'm doing. I need to be more vigilant in what I'm saying. I need to be more vigilant in, in how I'm keying things in. And look at it from that perspective. And grow tolerance and grow love towards people and compassion. I feel that if 
my hierarchy or the people that are above me or my CEOs or my bosses are not giving me what I need in a sense, as in like the compassion or the empathy or the understanding, I have to give that to myself and know that when they come at me in certain ways, it's not them. It's probably the stress. It's probably somebody above them nagging them about X, Y, or Z. And that it is okay for people to act upon their feelings or act upon their emotions, but that that's not going to affect me. I'm not going to, and I am not going to act or say things under a negative emotional state. So if I'm angry, if I am mad, if I am upset, I will try and make sure to let that die down before I go to anybody. And that's managing emotions, that's managing, that's learning how to set boundaries to protect others from the ugliness inside of yourself. Emotional stability is all about getting better together. If you don't want to get better as a person, this is the wrong podcast for you (laughs) because my goal is to teach you how to be emotionally stable, A, and two, how to how to tolerate, how to be compassionate, how to be empathetic. And honestly, I think that I'm so passionate about it is because I myself, I am so, I struggle with being empathetic. I struggle with being able to put myself in other people's shoes because my my mental or the way that my mind works is if I can do it, that person can do it. Like if I'm doing A, B, C, D, F, G, (laughs) this person can do X, you know, but I have to understand individuals. I have to understand how people's brain works. I have to get to know my peers, get to know my supervisors, see how they move, and then appease to that. Because if I want to stay in a position, if I want to stay working peacefully, if I want to be able to do my work and not get reprimanded every every week because I'm doing something wrong, that I have to find the balance. I have to make sure that I stay level-headed and that I don't take things personally. I feel like that is something very, very um, important is that we don't take things personally. Most of the time, It is not with you directly. It is not a testament to your whole body of work. It is not a testament to everything that you do, one mistake that you make. I am a recovering perfectionist. And when somebody tells me I made a mistake, it will eat away at me because I need to be perfect. I need everything to be perfect. I need everything to be under control. And sometimes that is not the case. So in emotional stability in the workplace, just to bring it all together, and full circle. We need to set boundaries. And some people are like, man, how do I set boundaries with my boss, with my supervisor? Like this person is a micromanager or this person is always all up in my business. You have to be polite and kind with your words. Choose words that are positive, you know, maybe not stop, but you know, I don't like it when, or this makes me feel this way, not stop being blah, 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 blah. Because then that is like an attacking type of way. So make sure to set boundaries with positive words. Understand your peers and their personal life. Sometimes getting to know your peers and a little bit of their personal life, a little bit of what is going on with them 
will help you work with them. If they receive compassion and if they receive love and if they receive light from you, they're going to work better. They're going to want to work with you. They're going to want to work for you. So that is something that is very important. And lastly, like I said, not taking things personally because most of the time it's not personal. It's just things that didn't get done. And if it gets to the point where it is personal, then you got an HR department. You got somebody that you can go to. And if your HR department doesn't care, if literally it is ruining your life and you feel like you cannot manage it, like you can't find any peace, then I would say leave it. Leave the job. But before that, before you leave a job, before you go through all of the motions of, you know, complaining or anything like that, make sure that you're doing your best. Make sure that you're trying to be light, that you're trying to work your hardest. I want to conclude this episode with saying that it's hard being a millennial and and in corporate America. I know that I battled a long time with being and or not being. I feel that if I can be in a job where I have like medical benefits and I have like 401k and all these all these benefits, I want to stay. But at the same time, I long to be my own boss and have freedom with my own time, have freedom with what I do and when I do it. And corporate America sometimes doesn't have that flexibility, sadly. And I feel that a lot of millennials or a lot of people around my age, I'm 28 right now, a lot of people around my age, we want to be flexible. We want things not to be so rigid and in a box and with a thousand rules. We want to be more flexible in the way that we work. And we want to be able to be appreciated as human beings and not as human computers, if that makes any sense. And I know that it's hard. I know that working in an office or working for a company can be hard. Working for anybody can be very hard. But it's very important that if we have to do it, if you have to do it because it's your only substance like me, it's like my only, it's my big check, like I like to say. If you have children, if if somebody depends on you, if it depends on your survival, I get it. But if you want to launch something, if you have something that you want to do, like a personal business or a personal brand, I would say go for it. Because there are some things that are never going to change with these companies, with these CEOs, with these people that just capitalize on human labor, (laughs) basically. There are some things that are never going to change. But what can change is you. So do the work. Make sure you're being light and salt at work. You're giving some flavor. You're bringing your best face and your best version. And something that my boyfriend says all the time is make sure that you're bringing your higher self and not your lower self. Your lower self will be negative and have negative thoughts and feel negative towards other people. And your higher self will bring positive thoughts and positive things to to work. And only when we are in that stance. And sometimes I don't want to be toxic positivity. I know that there's such a thing as toxic positivity. What I'm saying is that we need to vibrate higher. We need to be beings of light and be beings that know that even when it sucks, it gets better. So 
that's all for this episode. I'm so happy that you decided to listen. I am excited to get back your comments and see what you think about this episode. Remember that emotional stability is let's get better together. That's our slogan. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Receive all my love. XOXO. This has been JoJo. Bye.